Hello friends, what is happening? Welcome to the Multiverse Podcast, episode 63 for February the 23rd. And another entry for the Beyond the Multiverse series. This this is your weekly entertainment show covering movies, TV, video games, comics, and everything in between. I'm, I'm slightly drowsy, man. This food coma is going to hit. On this week's um, episode, we discussed everything sci-fi and narrow down our top five sci-fi movies of all time. I'm your host, Nolan's number one fan. Last week it was Snyder's. This week it's Nolan's. Uh, Hussein, and I'm about to be hit by the mother of all comas, food comas, that is. My co-host is the mean world, Mia, so hopefully he's going to carry me through this episode. And welcome to episode 63. Mia, what is happening? Not much, not much. Just, you know, hanging in there. We got a nice one, but we're not freezing too hard like last mm. time. But um, yeah, when you said sci-fi movies, it is like a pretty broad range. Yes. Because nowadays, every, every movie is like sci-fi. Every movie is like, sci-fi. You know, all, all the superhero movies are sci-fi. You get like... Yep. 20 Star Wars movies a year. It's it's difficult, but you know. I yeah, what I was like thinking of the list, uh, that yeah, yeah, it actually crossed my mind. So I tried to go for stuff that did something different at uh, at that particular time that it dropped. Uh, obviously, I had to keep it broad because I need to sneak in the Nolan movie here and there. You know, <laughs> say a podcast if I don't get to talk about Nolan. But I try to like you know to stay away from. Uh, I think I've tried to stay away from Nolan movies potentially uh but i've tried to go with like you know things that were uh quite potentially ahead of its time uh things that tried to do something different you know great movies also um so we see how we go and i've only got only 12 movies that really sprung to mind and you said the, the genre itself is quite broad in a sense um because everything nowadays it's sci-fi thriller sci-fi action sci-fi this um and spoiler alert, Tenet isn't, that doesn't make this list, even though I was so close to putting it in. But for me, even though it, they say it's sci-fi, I don't really count it as sci-fi. I count it more of an action thriller. They're, and kind they're, of, they're time traveling. What do you mean? Uh, don't make me put this in bullets the are, Bullets are going in reverse. Uh, I do it's want to put it as sci-fi. Than, it's more sci-fi than the other movie, other than Nolan movie you're going to pick. You reckon? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, that, one's on, that one's on mine, so you can just... Ten and I'll do, uh, I'll do Inception. Because ah. <laughs> then, <laughs> unless, 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 unless you were gonna do Interstellar, then fuck you. Shrek <laughs> <laughs> face. <laughs> Should we just get started then and let's see what happens? Yeah, let's, let's get started. But I'll, I'll start with uh, yeah, I'll start with Inception. Go on, then. Um, one of the one of the best movies of. I think we said 2010, right? Yeah. Yeah, this came out 2010. Yeah. Um, you know, really blew a lot of people's minds, mine included. It's just like the whole concept of a dream and like how you can actually like film that. Yes. And like how, you know, like while you're in a dream, like pretty much anything can happen. But, you know, like dreams can get really weird, but I'm glad yes. they kept it like pretty, you know, pretty grounded. But like, mm. you know, like the the machines they use, the effects... The mix of practical and special effects. Um, great cast. Oh, the cast is amazing. Yeah, this was Tom Hardy's like breakout role. Um, Leo was great. Um, Joseph Love of Gordon. Joseph. I was like, yeah. It wasn't, did I say his name right? Joseph Gordon Levitt, yeah. I think yep. it's Joseph. Uh, we always do this. This always happens to us. This, oh, this always. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. It is. Justin Gordon Levitt. That's yep. what I said, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You said that. Jo- Joseph Gordon Levitt. What did you anyways. say? I don't know. We are always going to every single time. Anyways, anyways. Um, yeah, I think this is probably peak Nolan as in terms oh! of like, not like, yeah. not, not in terms of like his best movie, but in terms yeah. of like, this is when he was like the hottest. Like right after The Dark Knight, everyone's like, yeah. okay, what's he? Hot property sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, this was when he's like, this is when he was like, yeah, hot property, basically. But yeah, in demand, Warner Brothers giving him blank checks. They actually do still give him blank checks, you know. It's just uh, everybody now. Now it's just cool to hate Nolan. Uh, that's just my personal take on it. I feel like you know it, it happens with everything. Once everything something becomes too popular, I think the coolest thing is to just hate on it, even though some if something is good. I feel like that's how Nolan has now. You know, come across too many people or to me myself like I just feel like people just hate on Nolan and it happens to to every good director who makes a name for himself and just does something extraordinary you know pushes that pushes the boundary in, 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 in cinematography storytelling you know does something yeah. unique uh, and this is not just about Nolan this is about you could say this about various other uh, directors I think for me one of them is uh, Dennis Villeneuve and I feel like after he blows up with uh, with Dune I feel like he's going to be in the same kind of position. And I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast. I feel like doing it will be Villeneuve's um, Dark Knight and he'll be hot property. And then, you know, once you see many, many of his movies, people just start hating, even though he's kind of different in the sense where he doesn't, I wouldn't say push the boundary like with Nolan's. Nolan sometimes has some nonsensical stuff, whereas then Villeneuve, it's all kind of, you know, grounded movies and whatever. So, but I, I feel like Dennis Villeneuve once Dune hits and he becomes like a, a really popular. And don't forget, Dune is based on like a really really popular book. Same as with Nolan with The Dark Knight, it's based on something dear to many hearts. So, um, if this blows up, then you know he's going to be hot property. So that's uh, it's not just about we're not just talking about Nolan. There's many, like James Cameron. Eventually, same thing. Good. Uh, it was nice to hate on him, even though don't, don't get me wrong, they do shit movies eventually you know and uh, same with uh, what's the name Spielberg eventually just yeah. goes downhill so uh, you're, you're, hi- you're hijacking this podcast to defend oh. Nolan right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I but said no. I, did, I did put a disclaimer at the thought Nolan's not yeah. more fan. <laughs> yeah. anyways I think I think Inception is like a perfect movie and yeah. I, I also think it's crazy that you think Tenet is like better than Inception what what are you talking anyway so so there's a reason i just remember the reason why they put tenant in this in this because obviously inception is on my list and i don't want to come to the conclusion at the end of which movie is better but i watched it again yesterday okay i watched it again yesterday and i'm i was going to watch it today but obviously we're sewing out a birthday cake for for the little one tomorrow and um so we don't have time but I'm torn between the two, man. Really, honestly, oh, like truly. No, no. It, it's Mia, why do you think I'm holding off on the Nolan podcast? Man? Uh, truly, I can't decide. I watch, I'm going to watch, I'm going to do my Nolan marathon. I've, I've done two, even though I've watched every single movie. Um, I want to do it all over again. And nah, just Tenet was just, it is something else, man. No, honestly, I, that's why I haven't included it in this. So just a disclaimer, me including it, me not including it in this is not a cop out. It's just because I do not want to come to the end of this podcast and go, okay, Inceptor on Tenet, because that is going to be a separate podcast in itself. I just, I can't decide. Honestly, mate, I can't decide. I can't are decide. Sure it's like, not like, are you sure it's not like recency bias with 
uh, Tenet? Because Inception was like, of like, like when Inception came out, like people were like losing their minds. They're like, yo, yeah. And the ending, like, yo, yeah. Like Inception is like something else. Inception is something else. It is truly something else. But there's something about Tenet that really gets me. It really does, honestly. And you know me, I don't just rave on about something if I don't really find something about it that I really in, enjoy. And there's the same kind of uh, feeling with Mad Max at the end. I was like, what the fuck have I just watched? And this is the same feeling. Like I watched Tenant a few times in the cinema. And I was like, every single time I've watched it, I just, I don't know, man. I, I honestly, but, but that's what's funny is because I go back and watch Inception or when Inception's on, on the cable box, it's not a movie I skip. It's on, I watch it. And I just get blown away. I get fascinated by it. And it's, it's difficult to explain, man. There's something about the two movies, respectively, that just do something to me. And there's something about Tenant that really just blows my mind. What it is, I have no idea. It, like, when we discussed this, uh, was it last week or something? We did, I can't remember what we did. We did a podcast where we... Oh, we did the Tenant Review podcast. And there was many faults that, you know, that arose in the podcast that I slightly agreed with. But there's still something about that movie that just captivates me in such a way that I haven't been captivated since inception. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's insane. I hope that I'll watch it a few more times before we do the Nolan podcast and then come to a conclusion. But when it comes to the, obviously Nolan movies, we know there's an outright winner, but then everything afterwards is, it's, it's a toss up for me now, man. It really is like the top three is easy, but what and order, no idea. And your brother did suggest, um, had a good um, memento. Yeah, man, I, that I, that's just overlooked all the time. That's that's in my top. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, let's not ruin it. Yeah, but anyways, yeah. Uh, okay, on the so topic, on into to a, to a <laughs> podcast. Again. this week's podcast, we talk about everything. No, let's, uh, yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep going. No, no, except I, I agree with you. Uh, it's it's on my list. The cinematography, the just the fact that nothing is really shot with CGI. Everything's like practical. And that's why those movies age really well. And all-star all, all cast, uh, you say Tom Hardy's breakout performance. Uh, I like Sidney Murphy in that movie. Uh, I thought he was great. Uh, you got Leonardo DiCaprio. The story, it was, I think the story was, you know, mind-blowing. And you have to have a movie like that. You know, you have to have, sorry, a strong story to captivate the audience. And, and what's great about it is you, you get bought into, you know, Hobbes's, um, uh, his struggles, you know, his, his, um, uh, his willingness to do things, to sacrifice things. And you just, you get, you, you do get emotionally attached for him and you kind of root for him towards the end of the movie. And, um, yeah, I just love it. I, I absolutely, and the soundtrack, man. Oh my God. Like yeah, right now, is- this is after this movie. Every movie tried to do the Inception soundtrack. Yes, allow like noises and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's like okay, like it relax. just it it just yeah, relax. It just didn't work, and uh, I think this is a masterpiece in in cinema. It's not just a masterpiece, uh, in my opinion, in storytelling and everything. It's a masterpiece in cinema. It's one of the best movies I've seen in the last few decades. In all honesty, so Inception agree, is. Agree with that. Agree yeah. With that. It, uh, Inception is it's definitely on my list and it's it's on your list. Should we just get the elephant out of the room and just continue with my Nolan? I, I'm gonna say Interstellar. And don't do that. Don't do that. Why you gotta do this? See, I'm gonna do Interstellar. Okay. I wanted I wanted you to pick Interstellar so I could trash this movie. Okay, I'm gonna leave Interstellar out because I feel like um, 
No, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna make a good. I'm, I'm gonna make a good case for leaving it out. I'd rather talk about this on the Nolan podcast. I feel like that that's more suited. And even though this doesn't make my top five sci-fi movies, I feel like it's better if we just talk about it on the Nolan podcast. So I'll leave that out. And yeah, leave, I just, I just, yeah. I just want to ask people who liked Interstellar, like, explain the ending to me, because no one. I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say this though. I'll say this. It came out in 2014, and I remember going see, going to watch this after after work, and. It was the, one of the first movies ever where I got that audience reaction at the end. And, but the movie is hella confusing and the movie doesn't make sense at certain points. But believe it or not, Mir, I've only seen this movie once. It's probably a good once. reason. Once. Like uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but other than that, I'll leave uh, anything known out of this um, podcast. I think I'm going to have to start doing that. Uh, from that one. I'll pick another movie up. That's actually weird because I I actually have another Nolan movie. But we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with... uh, I love this movie. Uh, I really do. It's got Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. Emily Blunt. I keep mentioning this movie. I don't think enough people have watched this movie. And it's Looper. I love this movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. I I love this movie, man. Um, So... Looper is basically, well, Jordan, uh, my Jesus, his name, Joseph Gordon right? Levitt. <laughs> well, we just call him Joseph. Yeah, so basically, JD, no, Jay, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Let's just call him Joseph. <laughs> Anyways, where uh, Hitman's assassins and they send people, uh, I believe, back in time so they can disappear in the future or something like that. Um, yeah. And they send uh, Bruce Willis, which is his, his future self. And obviously, he notices that it's him because of his eyes. And obviously, Bruce Willis runs away, and they go chase him. But I love—I I just love the whole premise around it. I love that you know this was something new. It was—it felt like I've never seen something like this. I don't know if a movie has done this before. Obviously, we, the whole time travel and stuff. But in this kind of scenario with assassins involved and and stuff, and then I can't remember the the the, the plot behind the little Super Saiyan kid. Do you remember? Yeah, it was um he he would grow up to be like a like Oh a yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, and he Bruce killed Willis his wife. Kill yeah. yeah, but like the reason why he's a crime boss is because Bruce Willis killed his mom. So yep. it was like a time loop. Yep. And uh so that scene was sick and Emily Blunt was also in it. Just when you see the kid it's like when they go to go to the kid's house and then he just literally turns super saiyan, everyone's like floating and then Bruce Willis is like panicking and then but the other assassin just kind of just like disintegrates his. I thought that was one of the, like my favorite shots uh, in the movie itself. I thought the setting in general was great. Um, when you do a you know a futuristic this I would call it a futuristic dystopia like that. Uh, it's Got you some have cyberpunk to, elements to it. Yeah, yeah, you have to sell it to the audience. You know, you the the uh, stage design, the costume. Oh, the costume design was amazing. Soundtrack was amazing. You have to sell it, and I think it, I think it did a, a really good job at at, at, at doing so. And I, I, I wish um, directors or studios took more risks with movies. Um, fair enough, they don't want to, you know, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? Support it with a high budget only for it to flip. But the, the director was um, Ryan Johnson. I, yeah, well, I I can't remember if he's what other movies movies he's done. Um, so unfortunately, 
he took too many risks on Star Wars and he ruined the franchise. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. you know, I love Lupa, I love Lupa, and I love Knives Out, but you know, <laughs> ooh, episode eight, mm, not for me, mm, yeah. Not for me. So, great cast, great storyline, great cinematography, soundtrack, uh, and I, I, I just love everything about everything. And I can't remember the ending. If, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the ending. I remember the ending. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't but know if there was anything. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a really interesting movie because like when like everyone saw the trailers, it was like, oh, this is going to be like a action sci-fi movie with Bruce Willis and Joseph, Levin, Joseph Gordon-Levitt like kicking ass. But like, it's actually like a really slow movie if you think yeah. about it. Like Bruce Willis doesn't show up until like halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. You're like kind of wondering like, okay, when's Bruce Willis going to show up? When's Bruce Willis going to show up? And like when he shows up, there's like a long scene about how, you know, he like lived his life, met a wife, you know, had like a good life. Then, you know, he got, she got killed. And then the yeah. second half of the movie is, you know, them spending time on the farm. So like, yeah, it's really a pretty slow movie, but like it mm. really works. So like, you don't really need too much sci-fi in this movie. Like the sci-fi, the action scenes that do happen in this movie are like yep. really good. It's not like, you know, mindless violence. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. This is like a really, this is like you said, it takes like a lot of risks. Like yeah. It, when people saw the movie, it wasn't like anything like the trailer. Like it was like, this is a completely different movie. And I think it really works. Yeah, it took it, it. It took yeah. The movie, I agree. It it took me by surprise, and it was a for an actual sci-fi movie. It was it was slow pace, but I think the pacing for it was perfect. I think it that's what set the yeah. tone, and that's what made made you a bit more invested in the storyline. It wasn't rushing to tell a story because it trusted that its story can deliver, and. And it works. It just absolutely works. And as you said, it felt like the movie was in three parts, you know, and each part was kind of a different setting. And mm-hmm. it wouldn't just throw you in a setting and, you know, you're, you're there for a few minutes and then you move on. But it would throw you in these nice, unique settings and, you know, you, you're part of it. It, it. it builds a story around that environment. And it, 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 what I love about it is, as you said, it takes its time. You know, some movies are quite boring and long-winded and, you know, they outstay their welcome. I think this movie finds a balance and it does it right. It's not fast-paced. It, it, it's not exhausting. It does everything in a meticulous fashion. And then when the action sequences come along, they're not over the top, like, you know, heavy, trying to understand what's happening or, you know, losing focus of what's happening on, on the screen in front of you. But everything is, you know it's perfect. It's perfectly balanced. And, uh, yeah, this is why loop loop is one of my favorite sci-fi movies, man. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, this is a movie that, you know, you could always watch over and over again without getting bored. And, yeah. um, I, I, I just love it. I just wish companies or directors took more risks with their movies. Uh, because I think this movie, it reminds me of this movie didn't make it on my list, but it reminds me of, um, in time. You remember the Justin Timberlake movie? Yeah. Yeah, that movie. Concept, but, you know, yeah. not the best movie, but a great concept. Yeah. Great concept, not 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 you the best movie. On Blu-ray, by the way. Oh, Looper! Yeah, yeah, I bought this day one on yeah. Blu-ray. Yeah, nice. I, I, I absolutely love it. Um, there's a few movies out there that have great concepts that just you know don't kind of piece it all together correctly, and you just wish that they did. But this one had a good concept, and it it just falls perfectly into 
in in one of the best sci-fi movies in my in, in my opinion of recent memory size um you could uh, do one on on your list okay um but like before i go i, I did want to like clarify that like i didn't like choose any like big like franchise movies because like yep. for example like star wars like it's his own genre at this point yep. you know like a star Fair wars enough. movie is a star wars movie so yep. I, I chose like a lot more like you no know, like individual movies with like high concepts but um, okay that's perfect i, I think them i think we've got different yeah, yeah i've I've tried to go for that approach i've tried to kind of avoid but some of them have popped up but i like that, yeah. that there's a balance between the two so it's absolutely fine good uh, base for discussion really but um like i teased earlier i picked the prestige as one of my Ooh. Um, science fiction movies. okay and you're like for me oh, the prestige isn't a sci-fi movie <laughs> and i'll say um spoiler alert there's a cloning machine twist the end of it. <laughs> yeah. And like I think I think the prestige was like an okay movie. Then like Nolan revealed like the, the magic trick. It's like yep. it's a cloning machine. I was like, yep. oh yep. the twist oh. is amazing. The twist oh. is amazing. Yeah, yep. That oh. was my favorite. <laughs> and it's like, you know, like the like the, the way he reveals it, like Mm. It's um, it's it's Annie Circus's character. I think he's in the woods and he sees like all these hats and all these mice. And you're like, oh, wait a minute, yeah. this movie just got interesting. Yep. And I just, I just love that part and like the idea about like like uh, Hugh Jackman's character like consistently like every night like he's like dying like mm. like he like his clone lives on, but like you know since he loves his craft so much he loves magic so much he's willing to like die every night like it's weird and like yeah. when you see him die like he instantly regrets it and he's like trying to get out of the, the water tube and like christian bell's like trying to save him but like that part that part that part of it like really blew me away like you know he's like the dude's like dying every night like that's crazy for me i don't know anyways love that movie prestige you, you know what it reminds, yeah i will uh it reminds me of a movie that came out quite close to to the same time it was with edward norton in it do you remember and it was uh it was, yeah, yeah 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 that movie I didn't see it. I didn't okay see it. that movie is decent man it's not, it's not too it's not too bad um but the prestige for me I, I, as you said it was it seemed like it was an okay movie but then that twist was like a mother of all twists and i feel like this movie of everything i don't think it gets enough credit for what it does um you know, this was way before the time of, you know, big twists or, you know, uh, the funny thing is the twists, if you really paid attention to the movie, which, you know, you don't really notice small stuff when you watch a movie the first time, but the twist, you'll see it always coming because there's always uh, hints of it here and there. Uh, or like Christian Bell's character, the, the finger, his brother, the ball. Yeah, yeah all those, there's, there's a lot of twists happening. So a lot of hints happening throughout the whole movie, and um, you don't really see it until you watch the movie a few times, and and then it stumbles, up, then it dawns on you, like, oh my god, and you just feel like you've been played. But yeah, no, I, I, I oh, okay, yeah, I, sorry, I just, I just had a. Should, should this have made your list? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was talking about Christian Bale, and then I remembered oh, another yeah. movie, and I think that movie has to make my list. So I'm gonna have to readjust my my list on the fly. Um, oh, but, that movie. Yeah. That that movie, yeah. So um, I I actually agree with everything you said. I think this movie has aged 
it well. I feel like people have now appreciated this movie a lot more than when it initially came out. And I think the reason behind that also is because it's got Nolan's name to it. You know, when it first came out, Nolan was, you could say a nobody essentially, like it has a small following. He made Batman Begins. Yeah. But if you really look at Batman Begins in in comparison to everything that came after it, you know, if you watch his movies before that and after that, which, which side you're going to take, you're going to take the side that after afterwards. So I feel like a lot of people who have only just, you know, started discovering what who Nolan is or what Nolan is about. I've looked, gone back and looked at his previous movies and gone, oh, The Prestige is a really good movie. Like I had a friend the other day who said, have you seen The Prestige? And I, first of all, I said, what a dumb question to ask, obviously. <laughs> and then two, she was like, she's never seen it before. I was like, okay, definitely watch it. It's, it's she, cause she was asking if it's easy to follow. I was like, yeah, in comparison to his other movies, it's really easy to follow, but you have to pay attention to the, to the twist. You don't really see that coming. So there is people out there who haven't seen it, and they come back to it because of obviously of the whole whole Nolan thing. Um, I will do a movie quick on the on the fly because I think like you're going to agree with this, and I'm going to have to adjust my my list completely. And it's going to have to be Equilibrium. Yeah, I left that off my list too. I don't know why I forgot about it. I completely forgot about it, and it's disrespectful because that this movie is one of my favorites. Like when I mean one of my favorites, I love this movie. I absolutely love it. It's it's. Like, if you see its review scores, Metacritic, shambolic, I, IMDb, shambolic. Like, this is a movie I feel like movie fans appreciate more than, you know, just a normal uh, film goer. Or, I, I feel like this movie was way ahead of its time, though. Way ahead of its time in terms of its concept, in terms of its execution, in terms of its um, the morals of the story, uh, its narrative, its um, political uh, aspects of it. There's a lot of it where just way way too advanced i feel like if you drop this movie now especially with um christian bell's high profile i feel, feel like this movie would have done so much better now than it did back then this is this is pre-batman film yeah pre yeah pre, this movie is pre-everything to be honest with you really 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 think about it way ahead of its time its execution was impeccable its cinematography the, the narrative um the the mini you could call it a mini twist in a sense with his, with his kids uh, when the kids finds out that I'm not gonna spoil it because I feel like this is a movie that a lot of people haven't seen so if anyone's listened to this definitely recommend it um, I feel like um, that that that's a twist in itself um, the question of morality the question of you know well it's it, surveillance essentially like yeah having, having emotions yes this, yes the movie is basically like what if 1983, 1984 was mixed with The Matrix? And yeah. at first, you're like, that sounds dumb. Then when you watch yeah. the movie, you're like, okay, that, that works. Yeah. Like, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So on. And I think, ah, this, yeah, I love this movie. And I, I can't believe it. I completely forgot, forgot it on, on my list. Um, but what was I going to say? Yeah, it's, I, I never saw it in cinema. I actually saw it on, um, I think on DVD at the time or something, or it was on TV, and I just instantly fell in love with it. Uh, obviously, it's got Sean Bean in it. It's got um, Christian Bale. Had a, f- a few other actors. Uh, I think that I can't remember the the, the black um, character. He was good in it. I can't remember his name. Uh, I, I, I know who you're talking about. I can't, you know I can what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this movie, yeah, uh, way ahead of its time. I would love a, re- a reboot of it or some sort of. I don't think we'll see a sequel. I think this movie stands on its own. But I feel, I feel like a reboot or an attempt at a reboot might 
you know, bring it to light or, or whatever. But a great movie. I might have to put this on my movie club, uh, multiverse um, movie club uh, list. What one, one I feel day? Like, I feel like we've all seen Equilibrium. Like people yeah, who like people yeah. who like movies yeah. have seen Equilibrium. I wonder if Rick's seen. It's, one, it's probably... one of those movies. Yeah, but yeah. Rick's I'm, I'm sure. Out if he hasn't seen Equilibrium. <laughs> yeah i'm going to ask him one day um but yeah no I, it's a fantastic movie if you have not seen the uh, equilibrium uh go watch it this was way before christian bell batman and he was just immense the story is amazing loved it go watch it and that was a, a quick one on a quick adjustment on on the list okay um i'll do one off my list i have yep. sunshine on here and um so before I before Nomadland came out and I was I, I picked that movie. I was gonna pick this movie for my movie club list, actually. Okay. It's a really really interesting movie. So uh the plot of the movie is basically like the sun is dying out. So um we send like a crew of people to light the sun again and like, you know, for it to shine again. And you know, it's starring Cillian Murphy. I forgot who else is. Well, I, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty all star cast. Um Danny Boyle directed it, director of Slumdog Millionaire, which yep. um, you like. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. But it's like, this is like a really interesting movie. This is, Wait, did you say I like Slumdog Millionaire? No, no, which you didn't oh. like. Oh, which I didn't. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because, you know, yeah. you don't believe in destiny or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that it was just a bit far-fetched, the movie. Like, everything seemed that's, to... <laughs> that's the point. That's the point. But we're not going down that We're not going down that hole. Yeah, exactly. But, this is this is what this is what Inception should have been. Like, this is like humanity's dying. We need to save humanity. We're gonna send a crew, and they're gonna get the job done. And like you know, I'm not, no spoilers because like I I really do want people to watch this movie. But um, like you know, like people like make a lot of sacrifices. They like they do everything they can to like make sure the sun lights up. And halfway through the movie, there's like a twist that I'm not completely sure works. But it was like, it's such a tonal shift throughout the movie that the second half of the movie feels like a completely different movie. And like, depending on the day, I'm like, that, yeah, that worked. Or like, yeah. uh, I don't like it. Why, why do they just keep the movie the same as the first half? But it's interesting. It's like, it's, it's a really interesting movie. I think you would like it a lot. I haven't seen it. I know it's got Sidney Murphy in it and I know of the movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely have to watch it. Definitely have to watch it. I've heard good things about it, actually. It's like, you know when you talk to... It it always seems to pop up in every sci-fi list that you talk about and, and, and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, definitely. Maybe I'm sure Rick had watched this. It seems like... This is what I love about the, the Multiverse Movie Club is there's movies that, you know, you pick that I haven't seen and vice versa. And I just love that. I feel like, you know, we're branching out a bit, a yeah. bit more rather than just you know watching the typical. I did have I did have two Miller movies on this list. Yeah. Um, so anybody that is listening and want to get involved, we'll probably branch oh, out. Our, yeah. Evans was in Sunshine. Sunshine. Oh yeah. I, no, no, I know that. I know that. Um, yeah, so anybody who wants to get involved with the the Multiverse Movie Club, we'll probably put up a post one day when we when when we've run out of ideas within our little group, and we'll ask for some somebody's opinion. So it'll be quite quite interesting to see what people would recommend. Um, I'll do one on my list then quickly. Uh, I'm going to go with Children of Men. Mm, awesome pick. This is 
Definitely on mine. I love this movie. Uh, And what I love about it, when you think of sci-fi movies, you think, you know, over the top, like, um, sequences and stuff like that. But with with Children of Men, it's so grounded. Like, everything is... Well, maybe the, the, the narrative itself is not plausible, but the whole every, the universe, the world that it's built around is is very very you know believable, and um, from what I remember, it's about uh, obviously mankind has slowly you know <laughs> become infertile. There's no more kids. No one could have kids and so forth, and the world kind of uh, falls into chaos and panic. And it's as I said, it's quite the concept is quite out there, but I just I just love everything about it. And and they find a. I can spoil it, yeah. They find a girl who yeah. who's who's pregnant, mm-hmm. and it takes the setup and exploring the wall that is built, and it's it makes it. It's quite terrifying at, at moments, you know. It's quite edge of your seat, and it's quite slow paced. It's really really slow. It's a, it's a lot. It's like a slow burner, but you 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 you'll be watching a movie, and there's something incredible, or something immersive, or something you know, or panic happens and you're like it just draws you back in and then it's it does really well in terms of um, immersion uh storytelling uh buying you into the world uh clive i think that's this is clive at his best I, I like him as an actor i don't see much of him um i don't think he's everybody's cup of tea especially with that with the accent he i think is, a lot of that pretty british yeah he's yeah pretty it's, it's the accent usually we've seen it with joe joe butler he can't pull off that he's Scottish. A, he's yeah, like, he's like the only British actor that can't lose his accent. Like, yeah, you see like Benedict Cumberbatch and like other yeah. people who do it and make accents. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. He, he just like even if three hundred, he was he was not wherever he was. He was not a Spartan. Like you could tell he was not from there. But I like Ivan a lot, a lot, a lot. And this movie, it's I just love the whole you know dystopia feeling, the vibe, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it was just. It was just perfect. If it's long wind, it's it's a, you know, by the time you you finish it, I have to be honest, it does feel exhausting, and it's not one of those movies that it's always on my list to watch. It is a very very exhausting movie. Um, who was the director? Give me a minute to remember. I can't remember the director off the top of my head. But anyways, I can't remember what other movies he's done. But this movie, outlandish uh, concept. Uh, I've I've. I feel like this is is close to a uh, masterpiece. Kwan did it. Yeah, directed Gravity. Gravity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he's done some decent movies, but this is, I think, this is his highlight. To be honest with you, <laughs> absolute highlight. And if you really think about it, it's kind of, I would say, it, it's a, like a a standout uh, apocalyptic world, but it's close to it. And I haven't watched a movie that sells its universe or natural disaster or you know dystopian kind of vibe as well as children and men uh, i think i feel like this is one of the one of the most one of the standout movies actually to be honest with you uh of, of yeah. its time dropped in oh six oh six i think and like funny enough that, yeah funny enough i wouldn't say like my love for movies were was that intense as it is now but it's a movie that I still appreciate that at, at a young age. I feel like if I watch this movie now, uh, I think I've, I've recently seen it. I think last year or the, yeah, it's not, as I said, it's not one of those movies where, you know, you're always going to run to, to watch. 
if you've got a, a few hours to spare definitely no but um it's a movie that i highly recommend that and a movie i highly appreciate for everything it's done and everything that it's doing within its world everything it's trying to tell uh and the, and the, and the story is quite heart, heartbreaking quite you know out there so children of men is on my list yeah um it, children of men's actually one of my favorite sci-fi movies like yep. of all time like mm-hmm. i i really love that movie i love like the tracking shots in the movie i love how um like how like valuable like like something simple as like a child can be in like a, yes. a dystopian world where yeah. you know like there's pretty much no hope anymore everyone's just waiting to die and at the end like after that long battlefield scene like everyone just stops fighting because they see the baby like they know like how important it is like yep. how nothing else really matters except that baby and you know yep. it's just like it's like you know it's it's got like that somber tone but like it's, yes. it's got like a pretty hopeful ending and it's yeah it's quite weird in a sense you say that because we see it in our day and age where in the news or in the newspaper or wherever, you could see a war-torn country with bodies lying around and they don't really captivate somebody. But as soon as you see a picture of a dead kid, it it's shocking, if you know what I mean. I don't know if you've seen yeah. Im- images. These are, I think these are about a year ago or two years ago, like of uh, immigrants trying to cross, I can't remember which, where they were trying to go. And um, obviously their boat capsized. And it seemed like the media didn't care, but because there was a washed up kid on shore, it was like, it was, I don't know if you've seen that. Have you seen that? It was quite, I haven't. Yeah. Okay. So it was quite captivating here and it it was a big news here and it was like a massive story. So it's the same thing. I feel like when you hear me say movies ahead of its time, sometimes I mean, either through, you know, the tech it's used or uh, what it's achieved or, you know, it was ahead of its time in that particular genre and everyone after it tried to, you know, copy it or ahead of its time in terms of history, in terms of life, in terms of, you know, it's it's so surreal that they've created a story, a story of, uh, of, of fiction. And then years down the line, there's this particular scene or a particular event that sticks out to me or, you know, reminds me of a particular scene in the movie or just... Something that's happening now reminds me of a story from a movie, you know, and the movie's kind of, I wouldn't say warned us, but it's kind of, you know, just shown us something. And it, yeah, and that, I think that's one of the things that I love about movies. Like, uh, it's either we learn from them. For example, Schindler's List is, is, a, is a big movie. Uh, I love that movie. I, I think it's a really deep movie. Uh, and the same thing with Children of Men. Like, our future is all about the kids so on and so forth but it just seems like they're overlooked in certain areas like you know war torn countries countries of um, famine there's obviously war in Yemen and, and there's just all kids dying and and yeah this is what some movies do and this is why children man, every time I see something like that it reminds me of that movie the how precious a life is and not just any life a kid's life so um, yeah that's my take that's my hot take on on children of men. <laughs> I, I, would, I wouldn't say it's not it's a hot take at all. I would say that's the message of yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah. But, um, um, yeah. Go on, George. Yeah, I'll do another movie on my list. I have a movie I don't think you like, but I have District 9. I like District 9 a lot. Um, mm, okay. Continue. So this is like, so originally, this was supposed to be a Halo movie, and Peter Jackson dropped out, and you know, people were like, what are we going to do with all these unused assets? And, you know, little-known special effects guru, Noah, I forgot his last name, but yeah, he made this movie, like, it was, like, way ahead of his technology, like, for the budget he had, 
and for like the lack of actors and like the lack of resources he made like yep. a like probably the best special effects at the time like no joke like this was like this looked better than like every other science fiction movie that came out during yep. that time and like the way it was shot like you know the first half of the movie it's it's shot in like a handheld camera in a way so they're like kind of filming like a documentary they're going through like the slums of that alien village and then the second half that's when you know it starts getting going yeah he you know starts getting affected and then you know he starts like fighting the military government of like south africa and yeah like the effects are cool but like like the theme of the movie about like you know like immigration like how yes how how like countries treat immigrants and like how they just put them in like a refugee camp and you know like this was during when like you know there's like a lot of immigration from mexico to the u.s yep. and you know like with south africa and like the apartheid yes and this was like you know it's like you're watching aliens but like you're also like sympathetic towards aliens like they just want to mm. go home like yeah. they don't want to stay here like they don't want to yeah. live in these slums like they just yeah. want to go home and that was you know that was like really cool and you know to go with that message there was like a lot of cool special effects with like yeah. violence and alien guns and i was like yeah. i'm in Give me more, and yeah. you know, he never made another another good movie. Like, oh, Chappie was pretty good though. Yeah, I, I I actually watched Chappie, and I absolutely loved that movie. I really enjoyed it. It, it doesn't make my list at all, but it's a fun watch. And it's funny you say this about District Nine. And I, somebody who appreciates movies like that, that have a story, a larger you know narrative that links to our current society uh, issues that you know we see in everyday life. I, I was quite surprised and well thinking back about it now quite surprised i haven't re-watched that movie or attempted to rewatch that movie because you know the story man i think I've, I've mentioned it a few times it was probably one of the only two movies i've ever walked out of uh, of yeah. the cinema yeah <laughs> so um District Nine, I walked out of it about halfway and apparently it gets better around that get, mark it does yes. get a lot better yeah, so I completely missed out on that. It's a movie that I really need to go back and rewatch, and um, I'm gonna have to time. To, I'm gonna have to make the time and find the time to rewatch it because I feel like I've done myself a dis- disservice uh, of not uh, rewatching that. Forget me walking out of the cinema. Fair enough, I was young, whatever, and it wasn't my type of movie. Growing up and being wiser, this is now my type of movie. And maybe I would appreciate it a lot more because I love Chappie, and Chappie had like a very, very similar story very similar you know kind of me- me- uh, message and um I-, I definitely need to go back and watch district nine but i think you you've said i agree with on the basis of my discussions with other people and discussions we've had before about this movie and obviously i've watched uh, chappie and elysium and i absolutely enjoyed it's that bad elysium yeah i bad. i enjoyed those movies which is quite shocking because i didn't think I didn't enjoy District 9 for a start and they're from the same universe essentially and they have their own same story Elysium is you know uh, essentially healthcare for the people who could who have the money essentially uh, from what if I'm gonna like dumb down the storyline Chappie was I can't remember what the storyline yeah Chappie was I can't remember the 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 moral story behind Chappie now but anyways like like gang influences yes yes like like a robot is like a blank slate so you know yeah it it can either be like good or bad and you know yes 
it's about like yeah that's actually a good yeah that's actually a good description so yeah um chappie and elysium i I really enjoyed this movie this is quite shocking that i never really got into district nine but i'm sure i'll definitely be watching that uh, again sometime uh okay so i know you said not to do franchises but i feel like no that's just my personal okay but yeah I've picked some from... I haven't gone with trilogies. I, I've just picked my favorite from a trilogy, potentially. Um, so I'll do Predator mm. with Arnold. With yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. Classic. The 19, classic. Yeah, classic. The uh, 1987 one with Carl uh, Weavers, uh, Kevin Peter Hall. Uh, famous quote, if it bleeds, you can kill it. I, I just love, I love that. I love everything about that movie. Uh, I don't like any of the Predator movies afterwards. It's the same with Alien and that franchise in itself. I just feel like everything afterwards is just a fun fact. Aliens doesn't even make it on my list. And we've discussed this before. I feel like Aliens is, I wouldn't say overrated because I know you're a fan, but I would say like, they're not, in my opinion, I know a lot of people hold them in high regard. I don't feel like they're the best thing to to happen to sci-fi. I feel like there's a few other movies out there that, could be potentially better. And fun fact, I haven't watched Blade Runners before people ask why is Blade Blade Runner not on my list? Because I'm sure if I watch I'm sure if I watch that it'll make it on my list. But anyways, Predator, what it's a classic. What what more do do I need to say? Uh I feel like this is Arnold this is what made Arnold, didn't it? I think. I think this was the movie. Uh, or was there a movie before? Oh uh, yeah. Terminator. Did Terminator come out before that? Yeah. No, nah, yeah. Terminator came out Predator. afterwards. Predator came out uh, 87. Yeah, Terminator 87. came out 84. Oh, the first Terminator. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, you got a Predator on there. Man, I love this movie. It's a great movie. Fun fun movie to watch. Uh, the, te- the tension, the, the, the suspense. I know it's the same adjective. Um, the narrative was quite <laughs> quite cool. Man, I'm having a food come anyway. I'm like, in the, I'm like, I'm like throwing in and out of consciousness. Uh, shout out Drake. But um, I love... It feels, you know, what I love about these movies is they're such a classic. They're old, but some movies, when you watch them, they hold up so well. Like this is an eight, a movie in the eight, eight, nineteen eighty-seven. I could watch this in four K, and it still holds up well. And it does yeah, movies definitely. that, yeah, it does movies that, you know, have been shot in four K for this day and age. It puts puts it to shame. I think one of the movies that stands out for me is Gemini Man. Like that movie, it looked absolutely awful. Like it looked absolutely awful. Like don't even do I, that. I to didn't me. make your list. Well, Gemini Man, no, no <laughs> way, no way. But it's funny because we were saying great concept, great ideas. Gemini Man had a really interesting, you know, premise. It just wasn't executed properly, and that's a shame because that movie you would have enjoyed it. Um, so Predator, I'll do a quick another quick one because I've talked about Predator and everyone knows about Predator. Uh, I want to talk about like a childhood movie, and that's Jurassic Park, the OG, mm. the first one. Yeah. Steven Spielberg at his prime, I would say, at his best. Uh, you could you could you could disagree with me, but we you know we just talk. I, facts. I agree with you. I agree. With yeah, you. we just talk facts on this podcast. You know, no if buts and maybe it's just facts. Uh, but this man, this movie was my childhood. I absolutely loved it. Like seeing these dinosaurs being brought to life essentially on, on, on the TV screen and being like afraid of them. No movie yeah. does that to me. Yeah. No, like I, I actually felt scared when I was watching this as a kid and this is, this got, is still like the scariest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it's just, I was, in, I was in fear. Yeah. 
it's it's tense. It's still a tense. It's a really tense movie. And I know we did a, a horror podcast uh, for Spooky Season and back in October. And I said horror movies don't necessarily have to be horror movies. They just they could be movies that you know. Uh, bring suspense to you, bring you to the edge of your seat. They don't have to be like, you know, those jump scare movies. But this movie, I could class this movie as, as a horror movie because it what it literally made me feel fucking petrified, you know. And uh, and what I love about it, and this is another one of those movies where it's, I felt like it's aged well because it was practical effects rather than, you know, CGI. And um, you've seen the making of it, I'm, 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 I'm assuming, you know, when they actually, it's actually like yeah. a, it's not an actual dinosaur, <laughs> but you know they yeah. kind of like they, they got the whole dressing up and they they made the models and all that and yeah, it's, it's like a mix of animatronics and CGI. Yeah, exactly, and it just it blends so well with with this day and age, and it's a shame because the I would say the reboots, whatever you want to call it, they're not too bad, you know, they're not too bad, okay. but but they don't. There's something about the OG Jurassic Park that really, you know. I wouldn't say they feel grounded, but they feel grand, grounded in their own universe in terms of, you know, they're not over the top. Everything is believable. If dinosaurs were about the way they act and move and the way, you know, they hunt, the way they, they everything about them is, it felt so natural. And like, when I watched the reboot one, I just, it's not once do I feel, you know, bought into that universe. I'm like, nothing about it makes me go, oh yeah, okay, this is believable, this is believable. But with the, uh, when did this movie come out? Night 3? The Night the 3 version of the movie, I felt like, okay, if this is, if this is me in that particular moment, then yeah, I, I can feel the fear, you know. I, I, I would literally piss my pants. And I just, it's it's a movie that I always watched as a, as a child. It always... I, th- I thought it was game changing in terms of what it was doing, as in terms of its cinematography. Uh, I think this is Spielberg at his best. Uh, it's just I love it. Forces of nature, uh, the tension build up, the everything about it. Yeah, everything about it. And Jurassic Park makes makes my list. I've got another classic on it, which I'm quite eager to talk about. But I let you do one on your list. Yeah, I've got a few and- classics actually. Yeah, with, just with, with Jurassic Park, just like the first time you see the dinosaurs and like the music comes in. Yes. It's, it's, ah, yeah. It's nothing like it. Like this, like before CGI like really took off. So you like you'd really never seen anything like it. I was mm-hmm. like mind blown. I was like five years old, but I was yeah. mind blown. Yeah, and like but as was, you like, said, I, no, no, sorry, as you said, CGI wasn't big. You know, it was yeah. expensive. It was, it was for studios with mass budgets and stuff like that, and for. For them to do pretty much um, practical effects, I think it's it's incredible. And it had uh, obviously uh, uh, some people might find this contentious, but we will just say it. God himself, Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> that guy has got so much drip. I love him. Yeah, that guy's a cool guy. Yeah, exactly. Else, but he just is. He is. I just love him and his character, man. Just so much swagger about him in that movie. Just loved him, you know. But yeah, do another, do another one on your list. Okay. Um, another movie on my list. I have a Ex Machina. Uh, okay. Have you seen this movie? I've seen this movie. I was going to put this on my okay. list, but I thought. Mm. Um, okay. I, I, I think this is like, this like blew my mind because like it's like not a big movie. Like it's like, it's it's in one house. There's like barely yeah. any CGI in it, but like it looks 
Like it looks incredible. Like I think it's like one of like the best looking movies I've ever seen in mm-hmm. terms of like like special effects and like she looks like she's like an android like the whole time yeah. it's like yo how are they doing this like her face is just like floating and like you know like the idea of like i mean it's a, it's a trope i guess in a way that like you know an ai turns evil and it turns on its creator but like um this movie did it in like a really cool way because like you're not sure if she's evil because like the way they portray oscar isaac's character you think like he's he's the evil guy. one yeah yeah and he was sick in like, it yeah, he he was like the when he's like dancing for like no reason. That was pretty funny. He's he's basically playing like evil Elon Musk, but uh, yeah. it works. It yeah. works a lot. But like you you don't know, for the for the duration of the movie, you um you Dom Hall Gleason's character, and you think you know like oh yeah, I had to help this girl. She's she needs my help. She's like a you know princess locked up in a castle. But like when yep. she frees her, like she like turns on him immediately, and like she locks him in the house, and like. Who knows what she's gonna do in the outside world? Like, what what have we released onto humanity? Like, it's it's like really scary. Yeah, I love it a lot. Great movie, and it's funny you say that it's not a big movie because it's all shot in 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 one house. But I feel like that setting is what makes that movie. Is the fact that yeah, you know, some movies they they do it all in one place, and you just you get bored of the setting, the environment. But I just love how this movie, even within its own house, environments change and how uh, atmospherically it all changes and it brings you a different vibe and so on and so forth. And I feel like being able to focus on one place really sells this movie and you have to do that well. You know, if the environment is shit, you're pulled out of the experience. And I feel like this movie does that so well where it's just, it really draws you in and um, that Android man, whew, yeah. Would would out of ten? <laughs> wow. But uh, I I really enjoy that movie. It's a great movie. Absolutely agree with you. And, yeah, it, is, uh, it is a good twist on like the you know evil AI and you know I've been reading a lot about AI recently and like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of I'm kind of mm-hmm. concerned. I'm concerned. As well. I'm giving you the shrug faces right now. I think I think we're a lot closer to these movies than we think. Like. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, anyway, that's another podcast about the fears of AI, but yeah, it's it's you, you might be seeing X Machina in a couple of years. I'm just gonna leave it there. Ooh, okay, I, I'm quite spooked out at, at, at that, but um, yeah, I agree with you on X Machina. Uh, you know what's funny as well? You know, all those uh, um, is it honest movie traders or whatever video it is, and yeah. uh, they always uh throwing ace machina in there i don't know why i don't know if you've ever noticed that have you noticed that uh i haven't yeah so they always had for for um ace machina in there for some reason i have no idea why um well, how are we doing for time okay uh, let's get a move on try and keep this podcast within an hour uh i'm gonna throw another classic out there i feel like these movies of this movie hasn't well the series of movies haven't aged well um it's not that movie Mio. it's a different movie i know what you're thinking and um I actually liked the reboot of it. I thought it was pretty, I think it was well done. But I feel like I'm going to have to throw it back all the way to 87, man. All the way. And it's Robocop, man. Robocop. I like the reboot. Yeah, the reboot was awesome. But I, I, I'm, I'm throwing it back to the originals, man. The originals yeah, the original are good, good. man. But the, yeah. I, was watch, I remember watching the reboot. I was like, this is pretty good. Dominic, 
Can we nominate Gary Oldman for an Oscar for this movie? Yeah, yeah, I would. I agree. Yeah, I, I love. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the reboot. It's an enjoyable movie. Uh, what's that guy's name? The one, um, the main, the main character. He was good. I like him as, as, as an actor. He's he's in um, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad? Yeah. yeah. I think. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he, I, I like him as an actor. He's a really. Good, he was in. Um, uh, what's his name? He's in Narcos, the gringo. No, that's 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 another guy. Oh, he that's the other guy. That's yeah, the guy from Logan. Logan. Yeah, yeah, Logan. They yeah, yeah. The yeah. Same, they they look the same. same, exactly the same. Yeah. Okay, but he was which? Okay, which one was in the Predator reboot? Uh, I think boy, I think the guy from Logan. Oh really? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> they look Damn. the same. <laughs> they all look alike. Um, but yeah, the original uh, Robocop, the re- uh, not the reboot, sorry, the original Robocop. I loved it, man. As, as This was one of the movies as well, also as a kid. I just loved the concept behind it, you know. And um, it has not aged well whatsoever. Not no, I, what- I, think, I think it's aged perfectly, actually. You think? Because there's movies, like, it's a satire on, like, okay. how the American police is, like, being, like, militarized. Yes. And, like, basically, they're, they're all turning into Robocop. And, like, you see yep. it today. Like, police, like, armed tooth to nail with, like, riot shields, riot helmets, assault rifles, like, everything. Like, yeah, I think this aged perfectly. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. When you, yeah, okay. Because yeah. when you watch it, it looks like you're watching a, you're watching, like, a cutscene in a video game, and it's just lagging. Like, it just... <laughs> It feels the effects haven't aged well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But the movie, I, I, I really, really enjoyed. A great movie, all-time classic. Um, I don't know what else to say about this movie that I haven't said before. Like I've talked about, I think we've talked about classic movies before, so we've done something, and I've just raved on about this movie. But I'll say it's, it's funny, and when they do reboots of a movie, you feel like they're going to kill, you know, the, the classical uh, culture of the movie, and I feel like the reboot had done this movie justice. I love it. I thought Samuel L. Jackson's character was hilarious. Uh, Gary Oldman was, was amazing. Uh, and the other guy, whoever his name is, I thought he, he really brought something else to, to the whole movie itself. Um, I'll do one more on my list then. I think we're going to, have to start blasting through these. I'm going to go with Arrival. Dennis Villeneuve. Uh, big fan. Yeah. I haven't you seen have this a... movie, but I think it would have been on my list of wise. Yeah, it's a really, really slow movie. It's got uh, Amy Adams in it, Jeremy Renner. The twist is amazing. I am not going to ruin this movie because I feel like this is a movie that you will absolutely love. Uh, I'm not sure if Rick's seen it. If you haven't, then I think this movie might have to pop up on the movie club li- um, um, list one day. You should day. definitely pick it. Yeah, I've, I really want to watch it again. It's a really, really slow burner, but you have to stick with it. And the story just expands and just opens up to be something so unique. And so, you know, this, I've, yeah, for me, I think this was, I would say this was my first Dennis Villeneuve experience or was, was, wait, Sicario was, was that Dennis Villeneuve? Yeah, I can't remember. Was. Yeah. But I think I watched Sicario after I watched this. But anyways, uh, this made me wake up and kind of, you know, go, oh, I, Dennis Villeneuve is going to be one of those future directors and hopefully with Dune, which I, I've always predicted is going to take him to the next level. Definitely watch Arrival. I'm not going to talk too much about it. Uh, I'll do one more on my list here before I, I give you the the mic. Um, I love this movie, man. Oh, it's a trilogy. It's also a trilogy, but I'm going to go with the first one because I feel like the first... To be honest, all three of them were, I would say, equally as good as each other. Uh, and I feel like the 
if it's it's one of those movies where if the concept is not broke, don't fix it, sort of thing. And you don't want to, you know, because the first one was so good, you don't want to try and reinvent the wheel and do something different for the second one, and then same thing with the third one. We've seen movies like that, and they just kind of fall flat on their face. And it's Back to the Future. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I I love this movie. Time travel, uh, humor. Uh, it's it was, it was I only recently watched this. I want to say recently. I would say in the last year. It's not something I watched, you know, not a, a while back. But I bought this as um. Oh, I bought this along. <laughs> Do you remember when I bought this? I bought this with Mad Max. You remember the the movies I bought? <laughs> yeah, I bought this with Mad Max. Yeah, it was a long time ago, back in uh, July nineteen. Um, so this is that old time classic for me. The trilogy was so good, man. It was just so funny. This was one of the movies also where it pops up that they might do a, uh, a reboot of the entire trilogy. I'm like, no, please don't. Uh, but uh, fun watch. I would highly recommend this. I'm sure everybody's seen it. I think I was probably the last person yeah, on this classic, planet. Classic movie. Yeah, I think I was the last person on this planet not to have seen this movie. And what's funny is every time I watch a movie that everyone raves on about, I get left uh, wondering how the fuck have I not seen this movie but uh, <laughs> Michael J. Fox uh, Christopher Lloyd and uh, Lee, is it Lee Lee Thompson Leah Leah Thompson I think it was um, and there was some nice easter eggs in, in, in that movie you know how the supermarket sorry the, the shopping centre is called Twin Pine yeah, or, yeah. Um, in one of the scenes when he hover when he he crashes into one of the pines and then uh, when he goes back to the future, you see that the that the shopping center, the mall, is called uh, just called Pine, not Twin Pine or Two oh, Pine or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I missed that. But, I yeah, so catch something each watch. Yeah, so I've I've seen it a few times now. It's just something that you can easily put on in the background, and I just love the story every single in every single movie. As I say, it doesn't really re- reinvent the wheel, but it's just like it does get dumb and dumber. As the trilogy goes on, but it's just, it's 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 still a fun watch. So I'd highly recommend it for probably the two people out there who haven't seen it. Uh, I'll let you do a few on your list. I think I am wrapping yeah. up with two more on my list, and actually three more, and then we call it a day. Okay, uh, I'll go through these really quick. Yep. Um, let's see. I have Wally on my list. The only Pixar movie. I think yep. this is one of Pixar's best movies. Like it's it's a fantastic movie. Like. Yep there's no dialogue for like the first 30 minutes of the movie it's just all like wally just like listening to music and like just messing around then like when eve comes and like the whole planet is like dirty and like you see like this just like shiny white object just come out of nowhere you you like you can see why wally like falls in love with it and you know i like you know it's cheesy but it's like robots can fall in love too like what's on that and it's it's like it's you know it's it's one of my movies I'm a, I'm a sucker for movies about love. Fun fact: so, I've never seen Wally. The only oh, thing I've what? The only thing I've ever seen. The only thing I've ever seen. Yeah, the only thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, the only thing I've ever seen from Wally is when I've seen the clip where he's like Wally. <laughs> I, I, I'm shocked. Uh, I can't proceed. I, I cannot. I cannot believe it. I'm you have to go born. on without me. You have to go on. <laughs> Mia's handing his resignation from the multiverse. I'm, I'm shocked right now. I'm shocked. Uh, How many Pixar movies haven't you seen? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that gives me an idea. Maybe we should rank this, a Pixar movie soon. We should. We should. Anyways. Uh, 
You'll do a movie on your list so I can recover. <laughs> I'll do a quick one. I've talked about this movie before. I think we've, we've talked about this in our underrated movies. Uh, one of my favorite movies from Tom Cruise, and it's uh, Minority Report. Under, I, I, think I, I was going to say that I haven't put, I didn't want to put too many <laughs> movies from the same yeah, yeah. actor. Because uh, I've already got Emily Blunt. Yeah, I've got Emily Blunt in one of the movies. If I'm going to have to pick Minority Report or Edge of Tomorrow, I think I'm going to have to go with Minority Report. It just edges it because with Edge, of, yeah, with Edge of Tomorrow, we've seen it in Groundhog Day essentially, and we've seen a few other movies do it. But with Minority Report, this is one of those movies where it was ahead of its time with what it's trying to do. Do and it's another Spielberg movie. Actually, I think this was. Um, it was on the top of his game at, at that time. Tom Cruise uh, and Colin Farrell in this movie. Uh, I'm a big Colin Farrell fan. Um, Future Cop, basically, and part of the pre-crime unit in which um, they've got these psychics in the, in, uh, in the precinct who, who predict crime before they occur. And then they predicted that he kills somebody and obviously he's being framed for something. And so he has to, you know... Uh, proved that he steals one of the I like I like to call them the oracle but this he steals one of the one of the the psychics and um it's a re, it's, it's a fun cat and mouse um, movie essentially if you really want to dumb it down uh but he does I think one of my favorite scenes and the most intense scene from that movie is you know when he gets his eyes replaced yeah and um that part freaked me out. Yeah. And then the, the police officers obviously send in the spiders and then the, he's in the bathtub uh, because obviously he's trying to, you know, lower the body, his body temperature because they're scanning all the temperatures in the room. And then he just sets out a little uh, bubble and he goes, and then you've got the spiders coming and they, they zap the water and they pull off the bandage of the heat. And then they just kind of like uh, scan his eye. And then that moment, that was just like, intensity at its all-time best man and i was young at that time and it was just like actually fun fact i went to watch it when uh everybody went home went back to lebanon so i stayed here with my father it was a movie that uh, i went to see when they when they went and uh fun fact was um i walked in halfway through the cinema the movie this was before my actual showing and i sat down and i was like what the hell is going on and then i realized it dawned on me that i walked in to a different showing of the movie quickly ran out and pat yeah um but i absolutely enjoyed this movie a really really great movie and it's one of my favorite tom cruise movies actually i think i thought it was uh, actually, yeah, mine too, actually yeah i thought it was absolutely uh, f- phenomenal in this movie and um as i said not a lot of movies do something like this where they take a premise a unique premise and you know, just execute it to to perfection. And Minority Report is one of those movies where it grabs my attention when it's on TV. I, I'll be probably be flicking through the TV guide and be like, "Oh, Minority Report." It's like one of those movies where you get that little uh, whimper from me. <laughs> Minority Report's on. Let me watch it. Uh, yeah, great movie. Highly recommend it. It was a movie that was on the on my uh, underrated movies. So that's that. Yeah. And it's funny you say unique pre- uh, premise because. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but um, that's kind of happening nowadays with like AI, you know, like predicting, you know, crime rates and like, you yep. know, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, this might happen in the future. A cop might come to your door, it's like, you're on arrest, and you're like, I didn't do anything. Like, you're gonna do something. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna that, do that's, something that's, ab- when you think about that, that's absolutely scary, scary. man. Yeah, that is, scary. A- yeah, like you, you are put on trial before you even done anything. That's, that, mm-hmm. that's actually quite shocking, quite scary. Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. Anyways, do one on your list before I lose. I, 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 I'm about to get freaked out there. 
Okay, uh, one on my list. I, I put Blade Runner on it. Um, yeah. I think, you know, you haven't seen it, obviously. I've seen it, so don't spoil it too much. Which one? The first one or yeah. the second one? The first one. I haven't okay. seen the second one. Yeah. It's too long. Okay, so about the first one, one, you say the yeah. first one, but which one? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the director's car. I hear this. Oh, like, okay, I mean, that's right. I actually, I actually I don't know which version. I actually don't know. What <laughs> I, I hear there's an extended version. I hear there's like a, an extended, extended version. I don't know. I hear there's like four versions of the first movie. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea which version I watched. But um, yeah, I watched it as a kid and I didn't really like it because I didn't really get it. But mm-hmm. I watched it recently and I was like, yeah, that, that I was tripping. Like that movie's, that movie's good. Because it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like the first time I think a movie's portrayed like the cyberpunk setting really well. But it also like it's also like a crime noir thriller, so it's like you know like an old detective movie, and he's like chasing. Basically, the premise of the movie is like he's chasing, like androids who like look like humans. Yep. Because like you know they're like they're like trying to like pass off as humans, so like it it asks the question like you know what does it mean to be human? Like what's the difference between an android and a human? Mm-hmm. And like the ending's just perfect. Like the speech, that you've probably seen the speech towards the end. You know, like the tears in the vein speech. I think that's like one of the best speeches in in all cinema but yes this is just like a really good movie it's you know it's harrison ford at its finest it's probably cyberpunk at its finest even though the (laughs) technology is out of date yeah i think i think it's i think it's like an incredibly looking movie i love it uh, it's so funny you say that because i watched it when i was extremely tired you know me when i'm extremely tired of a movie i don't care what movie it is it's going to be shit for me. Like, um, so I remember watching this, I was extremely tired and I was like, ah, this movie was not for me because it is quite a slow burner to be honest with you. I don't yeah. know if it picks up pace later, but I just stopped watching it and uh, never got back to be watching it again. Cause it's quite a long movie or is it just two hours? It's like, well, it's like depending on what you watch. Yeah, okay, there you go. Cause I, I'm it sure. Be up to three. Okay. So I've got it on Blu-ray and the version I have, it says three hours. And I think I've got the, the correct cut. cut. Yeah, I think that's the cut everybody says to watch. Uh, and I, and I, I know you can't see it, but I'm doing the quotation marks. You know when you <laughs> the director's cut. Um, so that's the cut I've, I've got of the movie. So I definitely want to watch that. I, I'm more fascinated by. Um, is it 2049? Yeah, the that, latest one. That does look really interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. But I don't want to watch that without watching the first one. And I know Rick said you don't really need to see the first one, but I'd love, I'd love to watch it, to be honest with you. Um, how many more have you got on your list? I've got one more on my list. I got one more too. Cool. Uh, um, I'm thinking this is on your list, but I know you said you didn't want to do franchises, but I had to put on on here. Uh, one of my favorite trilogies, a movie that I think redefined the sci-fi genre, a movie way ahead of its time, a movie so critical of certain things, a movie that, you know, it misunderstood a movie that hasn't aged well. If, if you watch it on the 4k, 4k transfer, which I would not recommend. Um, and a movie that we might obviously, well, we are Tina for, and it's the matrix. Yeah. I had, I had to put the matrix on there. Uh, an absolute mind blowing movie An absolute movie. Yeah, uh, exactly. I think, Oh, this is actually one of the movies on my letterbox that has, a five-star rating. It's for me. It's a masterpiece. It's not just a masterpiece in in storytelling, but I think it's a masterpiece in cinema. A masterpiece in just pushing the envelope. And it's ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. It came out in 1999. 
And this is one of those movies that I said at the start where uh, you either get a movie that, you know, does something different and redefines the genre. This was that movie where everybody, like everybody knew what The Matrix was when that movie dropped. It was that popular, you know? Well, I was in school back then and everybody talked about, you know, that flip up Nokia phone. Everybody wanted that, you know, Morpheus's glasses, the one with no, uh, you know, uh, framing to it. Everybody wanted one of those. Everybody wanted to dress up as Neo. It was the most talked about thing ever at that time. And not a lot of movies have that pulling power, even to this day. And that's one of them. And it's just a movie that I absolutely love. It's quite weird in a sense at some parts. And obviously it depends on which movie you look at in the trilogy. Um, I absolutely love the entire trilogy as a whole, but I think the matrix obviously is the best. It just took something, it redefined a genre redefined cinema i think from there onwards everybody tried to do bullet time everybody tried to do slow motion and uh everybody tried to try to copy this movie we've we've seen it and uh it just hasn't worked well and mm-hmm. that's why yeah the matrix was ahead of the curve as as you you could probably describe it but the matrix is on my list and it's yeah i love it keanu reeves as well this is what kind of i love i think keanu reeves is an awesome actor uh, I, I really do. I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. I'm not going to say why. Because <laughs> I did a story a million Because he was born back at home, my hometown. Uh, but no, it's uh, Lawrence Fishburne as well, Carrie Ann Moss, uh, Keanu Reeves. It had, what's her name in it? Uh, so, um, is it, what's it, um, Will Smith's wife? She's in it. Uh, oh, she's in the sequel. She's in the Oh, yeah, yeah. So, sorry, not that one. Um, oh, it had um, Mr. Anderson in it as well. I, I, yeah. I like him. Yeah. I just, I can't he remember now. He, yeah, his name is so sick. That, that name is just drip. Um, but I, there's not one thing I hated about that movie. Not one. And there's not a lot of movies that do that. And um, I, I love the tone of it. It's like the whole dystopia, the whole, you know, uh, technology thing that we've been talking about as a few of the, few of the other movies. Classic. Everybody knows the Matrix. I, I, I'm sure everybody, everybody has seen the Matrix, and this, and that's one of those movies that has that putting power. Um, mm-hmm. Last movie on your list, Mio. Yeah. Uh, I, one, I, well, one, I don't, I don't know. If there, I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to add to the Matrix. Yeah, Sorry. One, one last thing about the Matrix is I like like the philosophy of the movie. You know, it's like how do how will we know if we were living in a simulation? Are we living in a simulation? Like, what if yeah. you know our world isn't real? What if we're really living in you know the matrix and it's like that 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 part of the movie has lived on i don't know if it it was there before but like i remember taking a philosophy class in college and i was talking about the matrix for like three classes and like i'm like maybe we are living in a simulation maybe Mm. we are in the matrix like what if we are how will we find out anyways it's funny stuff to think about yeah it's it's funny that you say that because we always like from the creative side of things we always talk about that in in class and just in like normal debates how do you know that you're not living in a simulation it's just it's insane isn't it and it's just like yeah. it's it's quite thought-provoking but let's move on before people think that we are actually <laughs> out of the nights we're not high i'm just high on uh chicken wings actually uh i think mio's just had a long day at, yeah mio's had a long day at work so uh excuse us <laughs> but uh last movie i want to mention was hit me the vast of night um this is a movie 
Vic actually recommended to me, but I was gonna I've watch it anyway. So. Never seen, never seen it. Yeah, never heard of like, it. It's a small movie. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, okay. So it really shows you like you can make like a science fiction movie without mm. like a big budget or like without a lot of special effects. Like there's like barely any special effects in the movie. There's barely any like known actors. Like everyone's like pretty much unknown. But like yep. they really like tell the story well with like just dialogue and like just yep. atmosphere like the atmosphere of this movie is crazy like you're like on you're like at tension the whole movie and it's like it's really interesting i i recommend it it's a short watch too it's like an hour and 30 minutes oh really what was it called sorry the vast of night okay oh i was fine i've never heard of that movie um I, I don't know if I tr- uh, trust Rick, Rick with his movie selections at the moment to be honest with you <laughs> uh, no yeah, but I, the, his, that last movie wasn't that bad to be honest with you yeah, okay. I, I like it, it. Was, it was, yeah it was okay it was an enjoyable watch um, but nothing groundbreaking um, cool it seems like we've come to the end of our list I know there's a few you know honorable mentions I've already talked about mine like Equilibrium um I would say The Martian as well would be an honorable mention for me. I really enjoy that movie, like Source Code, um, In Time. Those are movies that just spring to my mind at the moment, Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, is there anything that springs to your mind as just an honorable mention? Uh, I would say Terminator or like Star Wars, but you know, that's, yeah. like, that's on everyone's list. Fair enough. Um, if I had to pick a top five, and I'll ask you in, in shortly afterwards, if I had to pick a top five for my list, uh, it'll be the following. It'll be uh, Equilibrium, Children of Men, Minority Report, The Matrix, and then uh, Inception. If I had to pick the top five, I would pick Children of Men, Inception. Blade Inception, Runner, wow. Oh, okay. Blade Runner, uh, Looper, and... Looper ahead of The Matrix, uh, ahead of Inception. District, District and Ex Machina. Wait, did you say Looper ahead of Inception? No, it's, it's oh, oh, anymore. Oh, okay. Okay, fair enough. You gave, you gave me a heart attack. Well, I yeah, okay. Yeah, top five would be for me that, yeah, my order. I don't know if I... The thing is, I don't know where Equilibrium Children of Men and Minority Report would go. Like you could put them all over the place. But I think my top two, if I were to say, would definitely be Inception and Matrix in that order, to be honest with you. I absolutely love those movies. Um Cool. I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to add before we head out of here and watch One Division in an hour's time. Can't believe we made it two weeks without any spoilers. Uh, well, bad you... news, but um, you'll you'll find out in the chat. <laughs> oh, don't tell me, Rick's at, Rick's at work. Yeah, he's at work. Oh, uh, oh no, oh no! Said, I hope enough. Yeah, he said eight. But yeah, what, what time is what time is eight? My time. Like two. Oh. <laughs> uh, I might stretch out I'll see I'm going to watch that movie that he recommended or you recommended first and then we'll just take it from there because I really we really need to watch it otherwise it might be a solo run or it might be a three-peat of WandaVision movie uh, episodes next week and I don't think I can hold uh, out I don't know yeah I, I don't know I can't hold out uh, um, let's wrap up this uh, episode thank you for joining us this week for episode 63 of the multiverse podcast i'm just trying to find my button to stop the recording <laughs> i lost it uh on the multiverse podcast for the latest news reviews and updates keep it locked to our Insta- instagram page at the multiverse.ig also subscribe to the multiverse on itunes or spotify so you never miss an episode once again thank you for your time have a great week and we hope to catch you on our next episode peace peace